All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 27th of July. The total number of novel coronavirus cases in India will likely cross the 14 lakh mark today. As of Sunday morning in the 24 hours to 8 a.m., the country added 48,661 new cases, which took the total to 13.85 lakh. But there's a ray of sunshine in the form of the number of recoveries. Over 36,000 recoveries were also reported on Sunday. So far, out of the total, over 8.85 lakh individuals have recovered. Speaking of the virus, Bill Gates has said in a letter to South Korean President Moon Jae-in that SK Bioscience, the pharma company backed by him, may be capable of producing 200 million coronavirus vaccines by next June. Diesel price in the national capital on Sunday inched towards the 82 rupees per litre mark following the second consecutive day of price hikes. Diesel prices were increased by 15 paise per litre according to a price notification of state-owned oil marketing companies. This took the retail selling price in the national capital to the highest ever rate of 81.94 rupees per litre. Prices of petrol, meanwhile, have remained static at 80.43 rupees per litre for almost four weeks. Speaking of oil marketing companies, state-owned Bharat Petroleum Corporation has introduced a voluntary retirement scheme for its employees ahead of the process to privatise it. The VRS opened on the 23rd of July and will close on the 13th of August. An official of the company said 5 to 10% of the employees are expected to take the VRS. In the banking space, HDFC Bank Managing Director Aditya Puri has offloaded nearly all his stake in the private lender three months before his term ends. The banker sold 74.2 lakh shares or 0.13% stake for a total of 842.8 crore rupees between the 21st and 23rd of July, according to insider trading disclosures on the BSC website. Puri had held 0.14% stake in the bank before the sale, and he continues to hold 3.76 lakh shares or 0.01% stake in the bank. According to a spokesperson for the bank, that's not the net amount realized by Puri since the shares were allotted at different times and at different price points, the acquisition cost of the shares and the tax payable has also to be taken into account. Tata Steel has proposed that the UK government invest more than £900 million to take a stake in the company's British operations and protect the Port Talbot Steelworks in Wales, according to Sky News. The report did not say where Sky News got the information. Under the plan, the state would control a stake of as much as 50% in Britain's largest steelmaker, and the proposal would also involve the Indian company that is Tata Steel writing off a similar amount of debt that it is owed by the UK business. 
Drug makers Lupin and Granules India are recalling close to 9.7 lakh bottles of a generic diabetes drug in the US due to the possibility of the affected lot containing cancer-causing nitrosodimethylamine above the acceptable intake limit. As per the latest enforcement report of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, Lupin is recalling 4.93 lakh bottles of metformin hydrochloride, extended release tablets in 500 and 1000 milligram strengths, and on the other hand, Granules India is recalling over 4.78 lakh bottles of the drug in the 750 milligram strength. Meanwhile, Brookfield Asset Management has picked banks for an initial public offering of its India Real Estate Investment Trust that could raise at least $500 million, according to people familiar with the matter. That's a Bloomberg report. The Canadian asset manager has selected Bank of America Corp, Citigroup and Morgan Stanley to arrange the REIT offering. The listing on the exchanges could happen by the end of this year. In international markets, it's a mixed start to trade this week in the Asia-Pacific region. The Nikkei 225 was lower by about 0.9%, while the Kospi in South Korea was higher by approximately that amount. The Australian benchmark was mildly positive last I checked. And with that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam. How are we looking at the start of the week? Good morning listeners and welcome to a brand new week. Well for now we are expecting a muted opening for Indian markets based on the SGX Nifty futures which is currently trending marginally in the red. But there is a long list of earnings which came out over the weekend and right at the top I'm going to start with ITC where revenues fell 17% year-on-year net profit was down 26% and we saw a significant contraction in operating margins because of the weakness in the cigarette segment. Do remember cigarettes provide not only a majority of the revenues but also a bulk of the profitability and because of the lockdown we did see that weakness seep in for ITC. We move on to ICICI Bank and for the first quarter year-on-year its net interest income rose 20% and its net profit also grew 36% year-on-year. Provisions also did go up sequentially at a little less than 7600 crores against 6000 crores well, quarter on quarter. Moving on to Z Entertainment, a disastrous quarter if I can call it that because not only have we seen weakness in the numbers but a lot of these numbers are below expectations. Revenues grew just 3.4% year on year and the company has reported a net loss of 767 crores against a gain of 292 crores year on year. In fact, the company has also reported an operating loss, that is an EBITDA loss of around 562 crores. And both the top line and the bottom line numbers are slightly below expectations. Well, we move on to GSW Steel and revenues declined 40%. There was a net loss of 561 crores. And in fact, GSW Steel has reported a net loss for the first time since the second quarter of 2014. However, the headline numbers are still better than expectations. 
Moving on to Abuja Cement, we saw revenues decline 27%, but profit was up 10% because of operational reasons. Uh, but it's been a stellar quarter for Coromandel International, and that explains the momentum that we have seen in the stock, where net sales have risen 51% and net profit rose four times year on year for the first quarter gone by. Now, moving on to just beyond earnings, well, we have Adani Power, where shareholders have approved the proposal to delist the company from the exchanges. We also have Sipla, which has been granted regulatory approval by the Drug Controller General of India, that is the DCGI, for the launch of Favipiravir in the country under the brand name Siplenza. This is an off-patent oral antiviral drug that has been shown to hasten clinical recovery in COVID-19 patients with mild to moderate symptoms. And finally, from the primary space, we have Mindspace Business Parks REIT, which has raised over 1500 crores from 54 anchor investors at 275 rupees per share. This issue opens for subscription today and we will be watching out for how this one does of course in terms of anchor investors some key ones include government of singapore nomura fidelity group among many others now these are just some of the stocks we can watch out for as we move into trade today but don't forget to go through our morning edition of all you need to know only on bloomberquin.com thanks agam and as always thank you all for listening in this is alex matthews signing off have a great day and an even better week ahead. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.